Well, welcome to another podcast, and uh, you're here with Steve and Eddie here at Crossroads Community Church, and we have a special guest today. He's a younger man, and he happens to be very close to my own heart. He is Josiah, my own son, and Eddie's grandson, and we are glad that you're here, Josiah. It's good to see you, buddy. Yeah, good to see you guys, too. Thanks for letting me join. Appreciate it. Really glad you you came in uh, on your busy schedule during uh, college courses and stuff. Um, you also work at Starbucks, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on, too, just a little bit. But but I uh, got a bit pretty busy um, semester, yeah? Yeah, this, this past week itself has been uh, kind of the accumulation of everything coming together at once. So ah, it's been wild. Killer week. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pap, you remember a little bit of college stuff. Yeah, well, I was old when I went to college. I was in my 40s, so <laughs> it's a little different for me. Well, it was funny in class in Freeport at, uh, at Highland Community College. Um, of course, being old, I, I didn't mind talking in class, and a lot of younger folks didn't want to talk, so a lot of times it'd just be being the prof. Yeah, I'd be a, I'd be one of those younger folks. The, <laughs> other, the other day I was walking through the hallway and my uh, choir teacher was like, you're one quiet dude. You know that? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's, he's like, you know why this quiet? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. That has never been said about your path. <laughs> That's not <Never>. necessarily <laughs> true, though, Josiah. You're no, not you're... necessarily quiet. You, like, it's it just, just depends on the situation. Yeah, I, I was going to say, the, the situation that it gives you, you... I think sometimes you assess whether you're going to, and how comfortable you co- you you feel as you're needing to project what you want to. But yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. It's it's Thursday, it's March fourth, and uh, it is sunny here in Sullivan, Indiana, and we are loving it. So I'd say it's about mid fifties here, and um, we've had a really really nice uh, nice time. And you know what? It's now time. To do, you just you just you just made that noise, and, and and we were going to talk a little bit about what's that noise. Now we have our special guest, and so now it we have we have two things that are going. What's that noise? Now if you if you can go ahead and and uh, answer that correctly, then. Uh, getting a hold of us somehow, getting a hold of us. I need to get to the, give him another noise. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna add? Oh my goodness! I think you might give it away. No. I, oh well, there's no. the other part of the noise. Yeah, it was. So together. if you have a, uh, if you like to have a guess into that noise, we have a special. The first one that comes up with the correct. I mean, you have got to be specifically correct. I'm, I'm gonna have to hold you to it. Is there a prize, listeners? There is. What is it? There's a crossroads mug. For you. Do you also get a smooch from Pap? <laughs> we ain't smooching. Oh, yeah, no, COVID, that's COVID. COVID. No, COVID's kind of. It's it's a post COVID smooch. You have yeah. to hold on to it. Yeah, yeah that's it. I'm the, not allowed know. to kiss babies either. I really wanted to, but uh, yeah. So to, to to further the I guess the clues, if you will, the uh, mystery. The items that made that noise were purchased in a place called Ribavillet in the Alsace in France. I brought well, home to Steve. And you know what? If, if you're a longtime podcast listener here at Crossroads 98, you might have been given a clue back about a year and a half ago. Now that, you would have to be a solid podcast listener. I'm just saying. There's also, something we, in there. Before we go on, I have to clarify. The only way you can get the smooch from Eddie is if you are Diane, his <laughs> wife. That's Izzy. Or, Izzy. Or, or Izzy, yes. Oh, I see. Are you, are you getting, are they getting 
permission from those two, or uh, that's the only no, ones like, that get the this only, like, That's the requirements you have to meet <laughs> in order to get that prize if you were the ones to guess it. Gotcha. gotcha. And when Steve talks about longtime listeners, of course, automatically <laughs> the face of Ohio Valley Gas comes to mind. Oh, yeah, uh, well. I mean, he just looms above me because he's probably one of our most faithful <sighs> listeners, actually. My goodness. I tell you. Yeah. Well, we are really glad that you're here today, and without further ado, we're going to jump right into the meat of it. And uh, one of the reasons why we have Josiah here this morning is he felt the Holy Spirit tug his heart after the message on Sunday, came up to me and said, Dad, I'd love to be a part of the podcast. Now, Josiah's been on the podcast before, and we really have enjoyed you being on the podcast. You've done a great job, and we, we appreciate you being a part of it here today. But when your own son does that after being stirred by the Holy Spirit, you know uh, it didn't take me long to say yes. And so uh, I do appreciate Josiah that you are here today and you've spent uh, you've you've um, given your time to us uh, for this. And so uh, we'd like to go ahead and just have a word of prayer over this podcast and get right into it. So let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that you are uh, our God. You are great and magnificent and mighty and you are due our praise and we just thank you for allowing us to come here and to uh, to be able to do this and so holy spirit i pray that you would just fill this place you would um, work in the midst of of our conversation so that it might be a highlight for those that are listening uh, and for our own hearts so that we'll continue all to grow on this journey called life it's in jesus name we pray amen amen I would like to make this statement, though, Josiah. You're you're not as quiet as your older brother. Oh, I didn't. I, th- I think Elijah's a little more quiet. <laughs> nah. Than I, okay. Well, I don't know about that. It depends. I mean, it all is dependent. Yeah, it's just like I mean, like I mean, you look at high school. I don't think he. I don't think he was as quiet as I was in for like half of high school. Him I and Gabe would get into some trouble. He's pretty quiet. Bugs. He's he's quiet unless uh, it's he's talking about something he wants to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. The Hollis boys will can be very noisy. We know when to hold our tongue. In in appropriate moments, uh, and other times um, they are very quiet. Can be. So go right ahead. Well, it, you know, like I, I said this Sunday when I, I started out, uh, this is not one of my favorite subjects uh, because uh, it involves every followers of Christ. And the title of the message is "How Does God Test Us." I started out talking about going to cardiologists and how they hook you up and you get on that treadmill and they increase the stress and your heart begins to pump and they take an, uh, you know, an EKG. It, can, it checks the condition of your heart. And as we follow Christ, he, uh, he does that with testing in our lives. And it tests our spiritual lives and tests our faith. Actually, that's kind of the bottom line because that's what we've been talking about. And, and Corinthians 4, or 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9 suggests that there are four basic levels of tests. You know, and like I said, a lot of times we like the blessing part. We like the joy and, uh, and what the Holy Spirit fills us with. And when it gets to this part of the, uh, of the Christian life, sometimes we kind of balk a little bit. Uh, Paul said, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, not destroyed. Most moderate level of testing is affliction. 
means pressure. You know, there's pressure involved in life with deadlines and, and tests and, and things that come up, and sometimes there's people that irritate us as well and that we're interrupted. The second level is being perplexed. It means without a way. It suggests confusion, not knowing where to go or who to go to, actually. This includes circumstances where we're subjected to unfair treatment by unfair people, and we have difficulty making sense of it and knowing what to do. The third level is persecution. The term means to run after, to pursue. These are more extreme tests. Uh, it can attack us in a number of, of different ways, areas physical, emotional, financial, social, and spiritual. And then the fourth level is being struck down. The term means to be thrown down, shoved aside, and rejected. And many times this involves disability or even death. For Abraham, the ultimate test involved the fate of his beloved son. And then we go in talking about uh, from Hebrews 11 and then out of Genesis, the test that Abraham gave that you still read that and you still scratch your head that that God would take you to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as I'm sitting across from my son right here, you know, and 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 thinking about uh, what Abraham was, was having to go through mm. at that moment where Isaac was given to him in his older age in the sense of, and so this great gift right and then and then God's saying take him up and and uh, but where's the sacrifice and, and to sacrifice anyway a hundred years that's the yeah. thing that's bizarre to us mm -hmm. yeah yeah Sarah was 99 and Abraham was a hundred and they waited yeah and God says well, I'm gonna give you this son and then through this son you know your descendants will be like the sand on the sea or the stars in the sky so you know that's in his mind that whole time that he's preparing to go to Mount Moriah to do this thing that God asked him to do. <laughs> yeah, that test and, and and banking it up against the fact that he could trust God and he could say, what you have said in the past sticks for this day presently and for the future. Yeah, and he didn't, he didn't balk. He just uh -uh. immediately did it. You know, yeah. I think a lot of times in our life when the Holy Spirit comes to us, we balk a little bit, maybe even argue. Or not, e or maybe not even want to do it. So or, we just or kind we of blow it off. Yeah, or we forget about the past things that have happened. Mm -hmm. So for the testimony for it to stick, and we're in present moment, and we forget, we forget what he's already told us or done in our life, and and we bypass that and we mm -hmm. go into other things, and yet God is the faithful God that He was in the past, the present, and in the future. Yeah. Josiah, do you have anything to say about any of that that, that sparked something from Sunday? Maybe we, we can get to some of the other stuff later on. But Yeah, well, you know, I think as Pat, as Eddie talked about the message and talked about the different areas of being tested and all that stuff, I, I felt like... I felt like I had recently gone through a personal... Uh, area of testing in my life because you know i've been i've grown up in the church and and uh i've grown up with a lot of figures of uh christian figures in my life like my dad like my pap and my mom and everybody like that always telling me that stuff so it's like i that's just always been unknown to me but as i've gone to college and as i've gone to kind of go and become my own man type situation i found my even at times because uh, you know uh, I, I believe Pap talked about it during Sunday about how, you know, 
we like the blessings. We like to just think about all the joy and all that stuff. But whenever it comes down to it and we get tested, where is the faith? Where is that lie? So I found, I felt like I had not really had a whole lot of areas in my life where I had really been tested on my faith. And it was just more so like just kind of going through the motions. And I felt like this past year, this past couple, uh, this past year and all that stuff with, with college, I felt myself really being tested in my faith, really being like, you know, is there, even though like what dad was talking about, how there's like clear examples of areas in our life where we have, have had to trust God and it's worked out great. We tend to just kind of forget that whenever things come down to it. So it's like, I was like, well, is there, you know, is there a God? Is there somebody there who, you know, loves me? And, and, you know, it's just cause I've, I've always known this being a part of my family, but it's just kind of like, how does this apply to me and why exactly am I loved by him? And it was just kind of trying to figure out that whole thing and trying to figure out how, even though I was trying to follow all these things in my, um, religion, I'm going to come back to that, but my religion, I was feeling like I, I was always falling short, never really being able to come to the point of, uh, like being where I wanted to be in my relationship with Christ, in my relationship and in, in my religion. And, um, well, basically what happened was, is it, this has been going on for a while. I have had my ups and downs, but then, uh, last week I, um, I came across this and I've been following this guy in this, this Instagram, um, social media, his name is Amen Alex, and he was talking, and he tends to talk about stuff that happens in uh, media, like media nowadays with people in like Hollywood or anything like that. And he was talking about how with this new Justice League movie, there was some pictures where the actor who plays the Joker was dressed up and he had like a, a crown of thorns and he was imitating Jesus. And he was talking about is this mocking Jesus? Why is our God the one who gets made fun of? And he started out the video by being like, I have to kind of put myself aside because if I'm being honest here, I'm extremely annoyed and frustrated and angry. And he said, because Jesus is my, he's my brother. He's my King. He's my Lord. He is my savior. He is my father, that type of thing. And the way he was talking about it, he said, I, I have to stop cause I'm about to cry. And he was, the way he was talking about it, the amount of emotion that he was putting into it, I was watching. And I was just kind of like in awe because I was so jealous of him. I was like, why does he get to feel this way about Jesus whenever I've grown up in this faith all of my life, but I haven't had that connection and I haven't had this feeling. And I kind of realized, cause then I ended up kind of diving into some more of his videos. And he talked about how man created religion. God did not make religion. God made a relationship with man from day one. And man created religion to try to make some type of way to, to, to get to God. Like, oh, we have to do these type of things to, to connect with God, to be able to get to a point where we are loved by him. We have to do these amount of things. And he goes, and that's, that's where we're all wrong. We don't have to do anything because Jesus is already here for us. He's already right there. He's already right next to you because he doesn't want you to have a religion with him. He wants you to have a relationship with him. Amen. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, it all made sense. I was like, you've yeah. got to be kidding me. So I, I, it wasn't like, like, oh, I'm completely lost. It was more so like, I've been trying to get to this point all this time. But then God was just kind of like, dude, you literally don't have to do anything. I'm already here. I've always been here. And it was kind of, 
and he was able to use that guy on on the social media that I just found and kind of started following just gradually to kind of just translate that so I just kind of like kneeled down and not necessarily regave my life to him I was just kind of like okay God I'm lost I'm broken and I can't do anything but I already know that you are already here with me and so I pray that you please help me to grow in my relationship with you and it was just kind of like then whenever I came and I listened to the sermon on Sunday it was kind of like all of this testing all of this time of being like why can't I why can't I ever feel like a definite like God is there in my religion and it was just kind of like because I had to drop that and focus on more so just the core of it and uh, which was the relationship and so I felt like my faith was being tested for such a long time uh, like Pat was talking about in order to produce real faith that is more on a foundation of just trusting in what Christ has done rather than anything that I can do so yeah, that's good very good yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. and, yeah. and in the very uh, light of working out our own salvation right mm-hmm. we need to we need to do it with fear and trembling and the understanding that God is patiently working with us and the Holy Spirit as as he talks to our hearts that's great Josiah that's that's awesome and it's it's great because as a dad who has conversed uh, you know with you about these different things longing for that uh, for you knowing that it has to be a personal thing I can't you know how many times have I said you know when talking to you mm-hmm. you know you can't ride my shirt tails mm-hmm. into heaven mm-hmm. you know you can't do that it's it's all about your relationship with Jesus and understanding what it is for you and so for me to hear that you know of course it just um, it's just awesome mm-hmm. to hear and uh, appreciate you sharing that yeah yeah you you're right Steve God God doesn't have any grandchildren they're either sons or daughters you know I think it too Josiah when we come to Christ he we're baptized with the Holy Spirit but then in the course of our lives there's many fillings. Mm-hmm. And it's at times like that when you sense the Holy Spirit more than others. He's always there, mm-hmm. but it's whether we acknowledge him or not. So I, I like that saying, you know. Also, another thing I wanted to add real quick, um, something that I kind of came to the conclusion to during Sunday, during your sermon, when you gave the example of um, Abraham, it was kind of like, uh, it kind of one thing kind of clicked for me. Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son to God because he knew that God was going to do something about it, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't painful. And I kind of had like this parallel where that was kind of what God did with Jesus when he sent him here. You know, even though God is God and he was obviously going to be able to raise him from the dead, it doesn't mean it wasn't painful. And it doesn't mean that it wasn't awful to watch Jesus take that sin pain and and go to, I mean, I didn't go to hell for like three days and he suffered there and then he came back. Paradise side of Hades. Yeah. And God well, I think the, the the main thing in that point is when Jesus said when he from the cross, why is thou forsaken me? Mm-hmm. God turned his back on him because mm-hmm. he had all of our sin on him, and God couldn't didn't look at him. Look at him. Yeah, that's wild. That's a yeah, that's a wild thought. But yeah, uh, and it, I, yep. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that on the paradise side of Hades, that if you read the 16th chapter of Luke, that's where the story of the rich man Lazarus comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, because mm-hmm. he talks about that place. And then when Christ ascended from the Mount of Olives into heaven, he led captivity with him. And it's my understanding that all those that was on the paradise side went with him. Mm. So they left that place. They're not there now. Mm. So, 
Anyhow. Yeah, the mystery of, of all of this in which God has done for us is what draws us to him. Um, and, and as you've done so well to speak of yourself today, uh, speaks for our journey. Um, this heaven is not our home. and I mean, I'm sorry. This earth is not our home. Heaven is our home. Oh, and and that, Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just thinking about you're on that same vein where Michael was at last week at, uh, when we prayed together. Yeah. He was reading that article about we're aliens. That's right. Yeah, we Michael, need to live like yeah, we're Michael aliens. Jackson, yeah, uh, pastor uh, here in town. It, it, it is... As we, as we live and understand our relationship with this Jesus that did so much for us, the homecoming that is eventual, that is coming, the homecoming that is coming, and those that know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, when we, when he, when we come upon His presence at that moment, it we it will be like none other because we will then understand in full the completeness of what Jesus did for us because he died for everyone yeah. on this earth and then knows us each individually i i can it's it's beyond words i can't yeah. Yeah. i can't think the love is going to be so perfect something that we've never experienced here on earth from human to human the only thing is because of the fact that he took us took our sins and wiped away our sin wiped wiped the slate clean and now god the father sees us perfect he sees us through because of jesus paul said first corinthians 13 for now we see through a glass darkly but then face to face will be known as we're as, as we're known. Yeah. Then it'll all the mystery will be gone and that's at that moment you're talking about is when that'll happen. So so Abraham, there was four things that characterized his faith. And the first one was it was immediate. He didn't argue with God or come up try to come up with an excuse or whatever. He didn't worry and try to negotiate. He just did it. Secondly, it was characterized by confidence. The line in verse 5 says, we will worship and return to you. And that's what he was saying to the servant. So you guys hang out here. Me and the boys are going to go up here and do this, but we'll both be back. And what he's saying, we'll come back together. That's the confidence that he had in God. And then third, he was based on the character of God. You know, and, and you think about gut-wrenching questions was the question that Isaac asked his dad, but dad, dad where's the sacrifice? Where's the animal? That's the... And, and in what a what a reply for every father for his family. God knows what we need. He, he'll give it to us at the right time. And every every case in life with your family as the father is the leader. That when the child or when your wife or whoever asks, what are we going to do about this? Well, God will give it. Just just hang on. God will give it to us when we need it. Mm. And that's that's faith. And then the fourth characteristic of Abraham's face was it was thorough. It wasn't half-hearted. He was all in. He was all in. He said, now, God said, now I know, and you know, Abraham, we know you fear me more than you love me. And that's, uh, 
he considered that God is able to raise men even from the dead from which he also received him back as a type. That was Hebrews 11:19, and that's kind of where he was at. He, uh, he knew either way it was going to be all right. And then there was a couple things uh, that we need um, as far as application. One, God will always, God, God's will always requires obedience. We might not understand it. We can kick and fight, but God always has his way mm -hmm. in the end. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, God's plan is never fully explained. Now, that's the one thing about Charles Swindoll and all the years he did ministry. He said God told him why once. <laughs> one time in 50, 60 years of ministry, God only told him why once. But it's what I said. I don't, I don't think we could handle it. Uh, can you imagine if from this day on, if God sent you a text, email, whatever, maybe audible, and spelled it out every day the rest of your life when those that you love is going to die, the catastrophes, the accidents, the disease. That we, I, don't, I don't think we could live normal. I don't think, it, I don't think no. we could. And that's why he does it. God knows what's best. He tells us what we, what, what we need to hear at that time. He doesn't give us the whole enchilada, so to speak. Because like I said, man, oh man, I, I don't... It, it'd be like... It, it'd be like if you wanted to know the day that you that he was going to take you home. And I've always heard people say, well, would that change your life? Well, I, I would think it was, especially if it's next week. But, uh, you know, that kind of thing. It's that, it's that, that one joke, that guy had that dream. Hmm. That guy had that dream and said he was, you know, he was in heaven. He was watching this baseball game. And, and uh, then he started, it really bummed him out. And the guy said, why did it bum me out? He says, because you're pitching. <laughs> you know, oh my, you know, and I, our response in, in, inevitably reveals our theology. It's how we respond to these tests in life. Theology is the, it, it means our belief about God, and and one thing it does, it is either the life pre preserver that keeps us afloat, or it will be the weight around your feet that pulls you under. It's how much confidence you've got in God whether you really believe he's going to do what he needs to do in your life. So, and I talked a little bit about uh, Josh and, uh, and, your, and Steve, your wreck for 30 years ago and what that was like and what that's been one of the, my biggest tests in life, uh, to be honest with you. I've had quite a few, but uh, I, that was, uh, of course, the whole, you know, Stacy and Elijah was getting ready to be born. It was just that whole, that whole concept. I wasn't, I wasn't really full of confidence, I have to admit, that night. But either way, whether he took you to heaven or left you, it was going to be all right for you, mm. is the point. Yeah. The family would have suffered. Uh, you know, your kids would have suffered. This guy wouldn't be here. But nonetheless, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we talked about a, it, don't we, Joseph? Man, what yeah. a... Yeah, I, we uh, coming up on March nineteenth, just a few days here. It'll be the twenty well, fifth anniversary. And Diane's dad had died two weeks earlier. Yeah, mm. uh, and then so it was. It was a two week. It was a. It was a month stretch there. Boy, One tough uh, business. You know, Diane. Diane's dad uh, died. Um, two weeks after that was the accident. Two weeks after that was Elijah's birthday. Mm. Our birth. It's crazy. So it was. It was. It was test. It was a testing time. That is for sure. And. But and every time I, I the new if, test would come up, you know, <laughs> doctors come into the waiting yeah. room, you know. I don't think he's, you know, we got to go do this other thing. And Well, I, I think it, it, it's, it's, it's one of the reasons I, I hold your dad in such high regard. Uh, his faith was, 
a lot more confident than mine at that point. I think John's was. Well, more. isn't it interesting how how we do that with each other? We sharpen each other mm. so well, and and that is exactly what was happening. And and he could probably say the exact same thing about you, because in the matter of of our walk and our relationship with God, our faith is represented in a lot of different ways and a lot of different forms. But as a as a man of God, as we step forward, that's a huge deal. But it's those tests like that that um, I always say that that you bring these back up and get to talking about them, and it's almost like you're back there mm. in that moment. And that's why, um, after I've lived through some of this, that in counseling. I don't ever tell anybody to get over something because there's there's things that happen up to us in life. You, you don't ever get over it. You have to yeah. learn to live with it, and you do it with God's help. But uh, but when you go back there, what it does is you see as the future has unfolded how God's hand was on it and the blessing of that. You know. So. Amen. Uh, I just I sure appreciate. Just uh, the the love that is poured that was poured out then and has been throughout you know uh, time and you know you've you know we we joke uh, like you did uh, was it last week or the week before you just taking that Stradivarius and into uh, your as as your daughter yeah that's one of my favorite stories about handing it over to uh, (laughs) an ape uh, as a gorilla as myself you know and here I was. we were five years into the marriage at that point in time. And then for it not only to be that I you know, was leading in that of my family and your daughter, um, here the love was, was given and, and it wasn't just my side of the family, the Hollis family coming up, it was the Hammonds and the Hollises and the family of God. God that there was people all over the world praying. Came around. You got you got reports from all over the world. Yeah, there was people in Russia playing. And God was uh, so good, and 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 just um, the story is is pretty is pretty interesting in all the facets, mm-hmm. and it has become a testimony. It's not a testimony of look at what we've done and look what's happened in us. Look what God has yeah. done. And that's exactly uh, the projection. And that comes right back to this whole thing, this test of faith. Right. Right. And there are some humorous uh, aspects of it. Uh, you probably heard that story. Uncle Brad had a great big suitcase full of clothes. And, of course, he's he's giant. He's Six tall. foot ten. And some little guy stole that suitcase out of the hospital. <laughs> little. Little. He wasn't very big. He wasn't he as took big off as Brad. And I took off after him and f- followed him north of the hospital. And he went into a little woods. I went in there after him. Oh my God! Got that suitcase back. <laughs> People said, well, "You're crazy. You could have had a knife or something." I said, "No." I sat down, witness to him, told him he needed Jesus, and I said, "Them clothes won't fit you in." <laughs> I gave him ten bucks to eat lunch on. <laughs> it's just that's how God does stuff. Mm-hmm. Stuff the truth. off the chart. Yeah. Well, who yeah. knows if it made a difference or not? But at least spoke Christ into his life and got Brad's clothes back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you never know. Holy Spirit can work Man, like that. The look the look on that guy's face if he'd opened that up. And the, what what's his instep? Like ninety or something. Uh, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, man, is, he's tall. It's gotta be like 
I don't know. I don't know what 40, it'd be. What would it be? Forty inches, yeah, something my, like that. Like my instep's like 38. Th- 34, 36 on some pants, but look, I mean, he's like two feet taller. Yeah, he's oh, he's a big guy. So. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. No. And if he had any shoes in there, size 15, 16s, <laughs> he'd be maybe using it as a canoe. Oh, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, definitely. Wow. And there's there's other things. Boy, oh boy, we we use those as. In our family to to talk about the testimony of God's grace and His goodness yeah. and His miracle, um, you know I, I bear the scars of of that time frame and and they remind me of God's faithfulness. Yeah, exactly. And um, man, Joe, you've done a fine job hey. speaking here today. Oh, hey, yeah, it's a lot of wisdom. It's <laughs> a lot of wisdom and insight. You know. Yeah. So you might be the next. When it gets tagged to preach in this family, so you never know. Maybe. I, I, I thought about it in the past. I mean, God's God's working on it. You know, I mean, He's. You ever, you ever feel froggy and you want to jump? Tell me and I'll put you up there. You hear me? <laughs> That's what they used to say on the railroad when people was getting ready to fight. So oh, really? If you feel froggy, you just jump. <laughs> I'm saying that to you about preaching, so. Oh, yeah. You never know. Well, and in, 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 in that, you can definitely be praying, you know, uh, folks, as you listen to this, that that uh, you can pray for Josiah and exactly. his future. Um, you know, and we, we know so many different young people in our lives that we get to pray for, but here, Josiah, you are here with us today, and, and uh, it would be great if if those listeners out there would, would pray yeah, for sure. Josiah and his future as, as he finishes up college. and looking for what the Lord has in store for him to do. And, and uh, uh, so, yeah, we, we do appreciate yeah. that as a family. Bishop Sam Lewis is preaching. That's right. Call this coming Bishop. Sunday. Yeah, we'll just I call like him Bishop. <laughs> so we uh, always enjoy him. Bishop that. Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's actually he's actually told me what he's going to be preaching on. He's going to be uh, uh, bringing uh, word about... Uh, God helping us to see clearly the clarity of life, yeah. to to see through some of the stuff that that's foggy, and if it, it's very interesting. As I looked down at that again, and after he told me that, I remember one year ago from when he's speaking is when I spoke on 2020 vision. Yeah. You talk, you tell me about yeah, something. Yeah. God, God's God's doing a, a, a neat thing. Uh, I'm sure he'll bring. I mean, it's going to be different than what I brought, of course, but it's really neat how God does that stuff. And And, uh, and just a little uh, precursor to uh, Brother Sam coming. You might help him out and say amen every once in a while, because if you don't, he's going to be asking for it. So I'm just saying, I think we at Crossroads ought to be ahead of the game. Yes, that's a good good point. point. You know, I had breakfast with Sam a few weeks ago, and that was one of the issues that we were talking about that, the difference between the, the the white and the black church. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. It's it is it's it's different. We're all we're all the same in a sense as we serve Christ, but they just do things uh, a, a little different. Yep. And uh, and that's that's okay. Yeah. That uh, you know he he loves coming here and he he feels the Holy Spirit and that's the main thing. Absolutely. You know so. Yeah. Well, uh, Eddie or uh, yeah, I'm a, Josiah, let me ask you this real quick. Um, yeah. Anything else you'd like to share? Not that you have to, but. Well, no, I mean, not necessarily. The only thing that I guess I can add as a bit of a fun thing is that we were talking earlier about how Sam comes through the Starbucks that I work at. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed. I don't, yeah, I don't well, know if you he knows if it's to me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So. so on Sunday, I think Josiah's going to go up to him and 
Maybe we should. Maybe we should have your like Starbucks hat or something. Maybe on I should you just bring his drink that he usually gets. <laughs> there we go. I no, that would. It's like an iced coffee. I can't remember what it is. Well, that'd yeah. work. That'd work. Yeah. Well, yeah, Josiah is a Starbucks barista. Yeah. I'll, I'll wear my apron to church. And, uh, Did you ever read that book about the founder of Starbucks? I have not well, yet. It's really good. Not we really. remember we had that. Mm-hmm. I don't even I've know. Got it. Started in the Pike Place. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's, and it's, that's why we, that's why guy. our main blend is called Pike yeah. Place. Smart so. guy. Yeah. Well, uh, Eddie wants to pray for us sure. as we exit out of this. Thanks, God, for loving us and for being so good. You know, it's that's an amazing song, but you're a good, good father, and that is, is so true. We need to um, praise you every day of our lives for being that good father and always loving us and always being there and never deserting us and never turning your back on us and uh, just have hearts of gratitude that flows out of Lord, I thank you for today. We thank you. We talk about faith and the tests that we have. May we embrace them and not try to shun them and see what uh, we can learn from you through those. And I thank you for uh, Josiah being here today and uh, his words that uh, you're working in his life, Lord, and that's huge. So I just pray that you continue to guide him and direct him, Lord, as you uh, take him down the path of life. We don't know where you're taking him, but uh, we know as he uh, listens to your voice and is obedient that it's, it's going to be good stuff and uh, we mm-hmm. we look forward to doing that life together i just pray for all the listeners today lord and uh, like i said i pray for brother sam sunday as he brings the word we ask these things in the name of christ amen amen well thanks again for joining us everyone and uh, thank you josiah for yeah. coming on in here on your schedule and yeah, yeah. Uh, helping us out um Love to have you back sometimes, so maybe that'll happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, until we meet up again next week uh, in our podcast, we hope that you will have a good rest of your week. And um, God bless you. We're going to be going in as you travel through this Lenten season, uh, folks. Uh, just uh, keep on uh, giving God the glory and continue to prepare yourselves for Easter that's coming up shortly. And Boy, what a a wonderful celebration that is. um, So thanks again for joining us, and until next time, we'll say goodbye. Bye-bye. See you.